First edition ever of Over the Hump with Skojo and Amy Beth. Um, glad you have your board. Uh, look, the purpose of the show is to uh, to get you over the hump. What does over the hump mean? Uh, traditionally, it's over the hump. You're going from uh, Tuesday to Thursday. It's Wednesday. You're looking for the weekend. You're just trying to get to the end of the work week. You've had a rough go at it, and uh, you want to steamroll into the weekend. It has many connotations. It could mean uh, you've you've just studied your butt off for a test at university, and you've just taken the test, and now you're getting over the hump, and you're ready to chill out for a while and, and have a good time. So we're just here to try to uh, talk about some topics to entertain you, to take you away from a TV, to take you away from a, a gaming Twitch stream, from a, from a book, whatever it is, hang out with us and have some fun. Um, so we appreciate you listening along. Um, so anyway, uh, the first thing we like to do is uh, it's Wednesday. So um, every Wednesday means it's Wine Wednesday. So uh, we're going to share what wines we're drinking tonight, give a shout out to them. Uh, if they want to sponsor us, we'd love to have you. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Amy, what's in the glass tonight? I had to look at it because I forgot. It is the Simple Life Pinot Noir from California. I just picked it up today. It's actually pretty good. It's a little tannic. It's a little bitier than I would like. What's the rating? For What's the rating out of ten? Um, I don't know. It got a ninety-one and some San Diego wine competition. What's so the, I picked it up. What's the Amy rating? Oh, what's the <laughs> the Amy rating is probably like a seven. We'll go with a seven, seven out of ten. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we, we tried to pair it up, but because we live in different parts of the country, uh, obviously we don't have the same distributors. So I could not join in that. So anyway, I've got Lyric. Why do we pick up Lyric? Because I was looking for Pinot Noir. I was trying to get the same one that Amy had. I couldn't find it. So I decided to go with one that had a great label. Never judge a book by its cover, right? But that's what we do with books and wine bottles all the time. Anyway, uh, it's pretty tasty. Sure. Santa Barbara County. Um, yeah, I would give it I would give it probably an eight. Maybe maybe Ooh. not worth the value, but it's pretty smooth and drinkable. So anyway, it's a good pairing how, for a Wednesday Wait, how night. much was yours? How much did you pay for uh, yours? Mine was nineteen ninety nine U.S. dollars. Oh, oh so no is better. <laughs> how mine much? was twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, you I were, went cheap. You were probably closer to the manufacturing site or something. I got a little cheaper. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Cheap. All right, well, cheers. Let's get this thing started. Happy Wednesday. Cheers. Oh, and this is my Boston glass. It shows all the the whole streets and neighborhoods of Boston. Nice. So. I, I do not have anything that fancy. I have my a, kids. I, I have a plain glass that shows nothing but Maybe. tears and regret. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think you uh, own a goblet. I'm pretty sure. I do own a Game that. of Thrones goblet. We'll get into that some other time. All right. Let's um. First thing we're going to do every single podcast is we're going to go over some wins and losses from the uh, the week or previous weeks that have been, because I think, look, as as we uh, as we look at what's going on in our lives, it's important to say, you know what, 
I took an L here and I'm moving on from it. And it's also important to look back, especially in these times to uh, what's something that's happened in the last week or so that's been a big win for you. So I encourage, you know, as we discuss our, our wins and losses for the past week or so, uh, think about your own and, uh, and discuss it. And uh, I, think, I think it's good to do. So, um, so uh, let's kick it off. Let's, let's go, I'm kicking it off to you. I'm putting you on the spot and uh, putting you under the gun. Yeah. What's, your, okay. what's your big, you wanna start with losses or wins? I guess we'll go with uh, the losses first. Let's go with the loss first. You're, you're both cooking related, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so what's your, lo what's your loss of the week? Oh, well, I mean, a few people know about this. I might be in chat somewhat. But so yesterday I had a huge multi cooking fail. So I was going to roast a whole chicken. And so I, I took the chicken and I op started to open the packaging. And I was like, oh, darn, I don't want to open it yet. I'm not I don't have my mise en place set, meaning my whole cooking stuff together. So I put the thing on the <laughs> on the counter and I'm doing my thing, chopping my stuff up and all of a sudden I hear what sounds like a water faucet. It was not a water faucet. It was all of the juice from the chicken running out onto my counter, down onto my <laughs> oh, no. dishwasher, oh, no. making a puddle on the floor. And of course, Otis is over there like probably getting salmonella licking it. And Otis my is cat. your cat, there you go. My cat, yeah. And then I was freaking out so then i pick it up and i just take the whole chicken and like throw it into the sink so now my whole sink's covered in chicken juice and then i'm like freaking out i'm trying to clean things up i clean things up and then i have to continue getting my thing ready and i took this so i dropped the onion and then the onion that i was chopping and then it dropped into the chicken juice on the floor so now i have a dirty floor onion with chicken juice on it and then i went to go and i'm like all right i have to just get my head together so I'm like trying to do all the things like make it, you put like the olive oil on it and you you put salt on the inside of the cavity and you're supposed to put the garlic on the inside of the cavity. So I took all the garlic and I scooped it out and I put it into the inside of the cavity and then I took the spoon that I just stuck inside the chicken cavity and then I stuck it back in the fresh jar of garlic. So now I had to throw away an entire jar of garlic. So needless to say, that was a big L. <laughs> so. So yeah, I, it all, you know, I Clorox for about an hour after that, but we're good. And so far, I haven't had any issues. I'm not ill yet, so. That is a substantial L. Yeah, it was bad. Like, it was everywhere. Imagine. Yeah, my kitchen's like contaminated. If you come over, you should probably like wear a hazmat suit or something. Hazmat suit in the kitchen. Keep yeah, yourself bad. from the uh, salmonella yeah. from the chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's it was awesome. Bad. So. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in my L for the week and then I'll give you the W for the week. We'll go with the bad stuff, then the good stuff. So, uh, I had, I had a double L I had a, uh, I had a real L and then I had a, uh, a real personal L. So I could, I'm throwing one and a half out there. The biggest loss of for the week for me was a stupid internet. Um, first time I've ever had internet issues. And of course, trying to stream, um, was just a nightmare. Uh, it did not happen until last Wednesday night for the first time and uh, never had any issues before. So I passed it off on Wednesday night as, you know what, it's just something funky with the Internet. It happens all the time, whatever. Thursday night, get the same thing happening. And uh, and and it was a mess. And I'm not going to go into the whole story because it'll take up the whole hour of the show. But um, the the short story is. Um, tried to communicate with Xfinity and of course uh, got horrible service with Xfinity 
Um, even tried to get somebody out uh, to check the line on Monday. They told me they were coming out. They never came out. Uh, I got a brand new modem. I upgraded everything. I got a brand new plan and, uh, and, and just nothing. So it was a very frustrating week. Luckily, I uh, was still able to get some streams in, try to tweak some modifications, whatever. Um, in the middle of all that, I was doing reboots. Uh, Windows uh, snuck in its 2004 update on me. So it showed when I rebooted one time, it automatically started a Windows update, which then, if you know anything about that, you go black screen because it doesn't work with NVIDIA drivers. So my PC didn't work, my internet didn't work, I'm trying to stream, so, so, so that was a mess. But as mad as I was about that, and as, as big of a loss as that was, is Sunday, I, uh, I had set up an epic, in my, in my world, an epic Ghost of Tsushima video game I was going to have some sake with it, and I was going to have some sashimi with it, right? So what do you do if you don't plan, you fail, right? So I didn't plan it out. <laughs> I figured, you know what, I'm going to, I got the best place in the world Such in Nashville. <laughs> the best place in the world in Nashville to get sushi is a block away from where I'm at. I'm like, I'll just go over there, pick up some sushi for lunch. Bam, I'm going to eat sushi. It's going to be a great stream. I uh, found out, you know, about an hour and a half before when I went ahead to go ahead and place the order that uh, it's not open on Sunday. So I said, let's go to option number two. And then they weren't open on Sunday either. So now I'm scrolling DoorDash trying to find a freaking sushi <laughs> restaurant that has a rating over 4.6 that's open at lunch on Sunday. And there are none of them. So uh, we, uh, the, the personal loss was I could not eat sashimi with my much hype yeah. sashimi, sashima, sake, I mean, you, Sunday. <laughs> I mean, you could have you gone for the you know, grocery store sushi i could have made a run to Publix, but i could not bear to go on stream with a a, a plastic plate of and <laughs> you can tell that it's supermarket sushi i mean i can't i gotta have pictures so yeah tsushima is gonna it's gonna be moved to a different night as a result and believe me that affected <laughs> me harder because you than can't get it's funny though because you were have you were having i'm like oh man like you were talking about it or just the name of the, sh the game and i was like yeah i have to have sashimi now so I'm like, I call up to order and they're not open on Sunday either. So there's just something about, I did find one, my my other, my second choice. But yeah, I was like, what is it? Why are they not open on yeah. Sunday? I don't get it. It's a lesson learned. If you want to do the alliteration, you got to do it on Saturday. <laughs> Sunday so just isn't cutting. So it's Saturday, Tsushima, Saki, and Sashimi. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to try this that's Saturday. That's <laughs> All right. Say that 10 so times. That was a loss. What was your win for the week? You were on vacation, I think. I was on vacation last week, and I learned how to crab. <laughs> how to what? So I crab. Like you put the crab. You you you, you go and buy bait fish. It was um, bunker. I bought bunker, and you put the bunker inside the trap, and then you lower the trap down into the water, and then you wait. And every few hours, you look at it, and you get little guys in there, and they have to be a certain size. They have to be about like this big. And then once, and then the little ones, the traps are made so that if they're too young to be eaten, they scuttle away, they get out. So then once you get enough to cook, you haul it out of the water, and then you have to kill them, <laughs> which is really not fun. Well, first you have to dump them into the basket and shake them up, make sure they're all alive, because you don't want to eat a dead crab before it's time. <laughs> like it shouldn't be dead before you kill it. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just a thing. And then you have to boil the water and you pop them in there, which is so mean. And then one was like, hanging on. It was like, and I was like, oh, 
get in there. You're gonna make me feel bad. And then it's true. It was like it would not like over the basket. Anyway, I scuttled it in there and put the lid on it. And 20 minutes later, got some steamed crab. <laughs> so I was a crab killer. Best, it was best a W for ever. me, a big L for the crabs. It was really good. In the crab podcast that's happening right now, they're devastated yeah, by this. They hate me. <laughs> yeah. I did let one go because then I, I I did it like three times. And like the third time, only one big guy was in there. And I was like, you know what, buddy? Today's your day. And I let him go. Nice. So, so wait, <laughs> so wait a like, minute. This, this was on vacation. So is this something that, you know, you look for in an Airbnb? Like, hey, I'm going to the shore. Uh, they, I need an Airbnb that has a crab basket bait trap thing or did you go out and buy this <laughs> no it was there i never knew how to do it i just saw it there and i was like how do you do this and so i asked and learned how did it I was trap, like, oh, the crab? crab trap yeah how did it trap it wasn't hard it it's like got it in it's got a one-way thing and it they go in and like they a eat doggy the bait door that it, doesn't let you out basically yeah but if they're small they can get out because the the it's big enough. The little exits are big enough for the, for the babies. I didn't eat any babies. <laughs> so not, yeah, not, not so. what I thought would come as a result of a trip to a uh, trip to the beach for the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're called blue claws. They're really good. Nice. And you put old base seasoning on them and you just picked out on them. My friend's from Maryland. So she came and we had them the second batch. She, uh, she showed me how to expertly actually crack them and you hammer can't you have a little hammer and then you you squeeze the little legs and like the meat comes out it's kind of gross but yeah it was tasty so so was it substantially better because you did it live and caught it fresh did you notice the difference or no it was still crab it was still crab i don't think it was any better than getting fresh crab from somebody who else killed them first (laughs) but it was easier than going to the store go to a restaurant and get them yeah it was cheaper cheaper. (laughs) it was free (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome and you know me that's excellent what a win that's a great win that's incredible um yeah yeah, my win was less dramatic um (laughs) you didn't kill anything (laughs) i didn't kill anything i killed an internet stream a couple times but that was about it um no, my my win, it, it relates back to the, the whole streaming thing because that's pretty much all that I do now that we're all quarantined in our homes. But um, <laughs> it, I, ironically, even though uh, we didn't have any sashimi, uh, on Sunday I tried something a little bit different. And I actually went to bed Saturday night and decided to actually get some sleep. And so I got a few hours of sleep and said, you know what, I'm going to try a Sunday afternoon stream. And then uh, take a break and then try a, a Sunday evening, the GeoGuessr stream that you're a part of uh, and a lot of the communities a part of. And it, it crazily enough turned out into, uh, if you just combine the two streams, the second highest average viewers that I've had since I've started. Um, and since I really, things began to spike up at the end of July. So it was a really, it was a big win to know that uh, that many people will tune in on a That's Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, and it was uh, it's a you know a little trend in the upward direction as far as average viewers. And I'm not I don't stream because I'm looking to get a million people watching the stream. I would rather stream and talk to whoever wants to hang out and be here and have some fun. Yeah, but it was awesome nice. Enough. It was nice to know that you know I kind of did something did something right uh, in terms of average viewers, and it made me think about let's look at what we are uh, let's look at what we're 
what we're doing and what we're doing on which nights and see if, maybe shake some things up and see if that makes some changes too. Not that things were going bad, but it just gave me some positivity to know that, hey, I think we made a right move and uh, it was a big win. So I was happy when that happened, especially after dealing with all the internet issues. It kind of was a good way to end a Sunday night. Definitely needed. Did you, was it just because of the Sunday or was it just a combination? Did it like kind of yeah, I'll tell you, it was it was a couple things. I think number one, uh, I had uh, one of the best streamers out there, uh, Nez Nine, N three Z N I N E, on Twitch TV. Yeah, he uh, in in my time zone uh, on Sunday morning. He always streams on Sunday morning, and I was fortunate enough that um, he rated me with his viewers. Which, if you're listening out there and you don't know what that means, means everybody that was watching his stream, he actually had them come over to mine. And um, so I, re- I benefited from that a lot. So it was nice to gain some of that. And I thank him wholeheartedly for doing so. Um, but, you know, even when that happens, you can quickly lose a lot of those viewers right away. And uh, unfortunately, I held on to a lot of them. And I think I really think um, it was a, it was a combination of doing it at a time when people were available and also uh, streaming a game that might be in demand, but not one of the most popular games that's out there right now. It came out a little while ago, so it kind of got over the hump of all those people watching it when it first came out. So now you've got people that are kind of really into it. And it's actually my first attempt at like a, a story driven uh, first person game. So that's exciting. So that's, that's, that's what I chalk it up to. Cool. Good. It was fun. It was a good stream. It was a good game. I appreciate it. I, the game is sensational. The thing the hard thing for me now is I just want to play it. But I want to yeah. do it on stream, so I want to do other stuff you too. Want, but you want sashimi? <laughs> I want sashimi. I can't wait for Saturday night. <laughs> I just want the sake part. That's my favorite part. The sake was outstanding. I have to tell you, it was it, it was it was good. And I quick I realized I bought the uh, I bought the sake on Saturday, and then suddenly realized I didn't have a sake set. So it was a hundred percent Amazon Prime overnight sake set delivered at nine o'clock in the morning oh on my Sunday. God. <laughs> It's how we do things. Last minute, cutting edge. Is that the best use of Amazon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you next day. So, you're going to get next day. Hey, got to do what I got to do. <laughs> it was urgent. All right, good. Hey, good wins and losses for the week. Um, so let's transition a little bit. That was just an awful segue. I didn't know how to do it. Um, into a little, <laughs> bit of the, little bit of the main topic. So uh, each week on the show, we're going to cover a, two, a couple topics. We're going to start off with our, our wins and losses, and then we're going to go into kind of a, a main topic for the week, and then we're going to close it up with uh, something a little bit fun. So let's transition into the main topic. And I think since this is the first one, it's such a, a prevalent issue out there, and um, a lot of people – Uh, have dealt with this in many different ways since we started this whole thing. And we're we're steering away from any sort of political discussion and how we got here and where we're going, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that that we've dealt with this pandemic now for um, seven months. I mean, realistically, all year. I mean, you know, it started in January, uh, depending upon where you were at, even earlier than that. Um, But it's affected all of us. And I've even seen uh, I've seen a couple streamers talk about how it's impacted them. Uh, Ty the Rogue out there had a a pretty impactful stream the other day talking about how his last few months have been and it made me think you know it's it's good to talk about and I think it's good to get other people's perspectives of of where we're at it affects everybody in a different way and so um, we want to kind of bring it up and discuss uh, how the pandemic has affected us either severe or not so severe it could be you know something super impactful it could be something very little but just to change a routine that's that's really made us uh, do something different or realize that 
oh wow, maybe this wasn't as important before as it is now. Um, but anyway, I just want to throw that out there. So really, um, the topic is how, how has the pandemic changed uh, our lives uh, in a nutshell? And uh, maybe what, what do we do different now? <laughs> As she points to her wine glass. <laughs> the, the wine, the wine industry is really happy right now. <laughs> they love me. But yeah, I'll kick it off to you for your, for your, for your thoughts. We can do a little back and forth here. So what's, what's yeah. been the biggest thing? Other, and I mean, other than obvious, you know, we can't go, we can't go to restaurants. We can't, you know, we can't get out of the house for the music. longest amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, professionally, it was a big deal because gyms closed pretty much immediately, like the first thing that closed. Um, so I had to learn how to teach. We, we pivoted pretty quickly, which was pretty cool. Um, we were already doing a little bit of uh, live stream stuff because we did we run a training program at my studio. So we pivoted pretty quickly and we basically we were shut down on like the 17th of March and within like five days we were up and running and we were teaching all of our clients virtually. So, so let me, we let just- me, Let me ask, so Pilates is incredibly hands-on. Um, you've, you've, I mean, <laughs> you've, really, you've really got to be in the face, right? I mean, how yeah. do you even- Usually I'm like literally not in a creepy way, but t- touching people the whole time. You're usually uh, you know, giving them what we would call touch cues or um, spotting, right? We do that a lot because we use a lot of equipment. People are sometimes hanging upside down and doing crazy things and we can't do that anymore. So, well, obviously we had, we had no equipment unless people had equipment in their house. So that was the one thing that was going to change. We had to, we had to pivot everything to mat work. So we had to figure out how to keep it fresh, how to keep them engaged, how to keep them moving and healthy. And the funny thing that we found, and because we did it so quickly, um, a lot of gyms just didn't know what to do. And we're kind of like in this frozen state of crap, what do we do? Um, we kept about 80, 75 to 80% of our clients and they kept paying for their packages and their privates and all those things. So we did privates and we did group classes. And we found, especially because a lot of my clients are older, um, we found that they were kind of needing that community feeling and just having one normal thing in their life. And if that one normal thing is this pain in the ass telling them to do 100, you know, do this, keep going, you know, breathe. So whatever the things that I was telling them, if that was just making them feel a little bit more normal. And, and a lot of them have told us since then that they just felt a little bit more, little sense of normalcy in a really weird, scary time. Plus, obviously being healthy, breathing. We talk about deep breathing all the time in Pilates. So it was really helpful that they were focusing on their breathing and calming things and keeping their body strong, especially older clients. And now we are back in the studio mostly, but we do have about, I would say the 30% of our clients are still scared to come in understandably. And we still do virtual. So now we're doing, we do virtual, we do in-person and we do live stream. So we teach a class and one person might be on you know, the mat and one person in front of us and one person might be on their mat at their house or whatever. So we've figured it out, but it was a huge change for me. And I guess, I mean, I'm sure it's everybody's job had to pivot. It's just a little more difficult in the fitness industry. Did it complete? How did it affect, how did it affect the exercise though? So I'm assuming that you're, you're a Pilates student in class. You're they're they're doing something 
um, incorrectly or they're not uh, they're not doing the exercise as you want them to and normally you'd go oh and you'd go up and you'd whatever you touch their abdomen so no you need to focus on here and focus on this yeah, part of your core your how, do, how do you do that over the internet I, I would learn assume how if you be, told me you... focus on your abdomen and I don't know the difference from my abdomen and my and my rib cage yeah. <laughs> I mean I had to get really creative I had to uh I think I actually became a better teacher so I've my eye developed much better because I had to be like like really eagle eye on them. Now I don't do the workout. I tell them what to do and I'm watching what they're doing. So it helps that I wasn't doing it. And then they were, you know, not paying any attention to what they're doing. So I was definitely, and I would have them say, move the camera. We'd stand, you know, I'd have them check their posture against the wall a lot of times. Um, so I'd have them move their laptop phone, whatever they're using to different angles so I could see how they were moving effectively and make sure they were moving functionally and keeping all of their alignment protocols, as we say in the Pilates industry. But <laughs> yeah, so it was just, I learned how to become a much better instructor. I learned how to be much more focused on my client and uh, had to kind of filter out all the distractions in my house, my cat, my kids, one kid's speaking Russian, the other one's speaking, you know, singing opera in Italian. And I'm like trying to teach and we're all trying to live in this little environment and do it together. But it worked. We did it. And I'm sure, I'm sure because they said it was an older clientele that there were no challenges with them connecting on Zoom and knowing how to use their webcam. And... <laughs> you, mean, you mean I didn't see a lot of this? <laughs> Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, move, your, you, you got to turn your, your, and they're just like, like this? Okay, can you see me now? <laughs> nope, still can't see you. Still, still not seeing you. <laughs> then I would just see feet sometimes. <laughs> We're just the top of somebody's head. No. So that was a, yeah, they learned though. I'm telling you what, my 70 year old clients, my 70 plus clients were, were pretty amazing. So they, they figured out how to use technology really fast. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's incredible. And like you said, you, you think you became a better instructor because of it. You really kind mm -hmm. of understood your, your cues and probably perfected them by being more descriptive of how they need to do certain things. Yeah. Basically. I mean, there's days when I'm like, well, I really suck today. But yeah, for the most part, it was good. And uh, the clients inspired me. So, you know, can't whine about my day when they're, you know, they're older and they can't see their grandkids and they can't get out of their house and they're scared to go to the grocery store, but they're tuning in to do Pilates two or three times a week. And I'm like, all right. So inspiring. Definitely. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think, I think for me, um, I, what I thought was going to be an incredibly simple transition ended up turning into some other kind of uh, a monster. I don't know if monster is the right word, but the situation that you just kind of didn't foresee. So uh, being in IT, when, I, when we made the decision in March that, all right, everybody's going home. Uh, objective number one is getting my team to help these people when they go home and get connected. And it's amazing that... Uh, you know, square peg, square peg, round hole, round hole, and people were just trying to do the opposite, and I don't understand. But anyway, aside from those challenges, uh, I was like, yeah, hey, we're good. We're, we're IT. We can do our job 100% from home. Can't wait to not have to drive a mile and a half <laughs> into the <Yeah>. office. <laughs> that awful commute of yours. But I was looking forward to it. I'm like, great. I'm like, this is, this is the life. I mean, you know, I feel sorry this pandemic is going on, but man, this is not a bad gig. We can sleep in till four minutes till time to go. You wake up, you jump on the computer, you do your thing. You're on Teams call, you're on video chat. That's great. Five o'clock ends, bam, we're done. That's it. But uh, that, and I think 
I think a lot of people probably got into this. Well, first of all, I want to say fortunate to have a job with so many people that were that were let go yeah. for a job. Yeah, and I, I meant to say that about yours. It's it's fortunate you're able to stay in the industry and stay teaching. Um, we had a lot of hard workers in our industry that lost their jobs and they were negatively affected from it. And I feel horrible for those people. You know, we bring up this topic and we're in a we're in a good place because of still have jobs, still in my apartment, I can still pay my bills, and I'm super thankful for that. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you in some sort certain what sort of way. So. Yeah, I think I think that grew into, you know, there's there was that this dark lull of nothing going on. You're getting up, you're doing your work, you're going to sleep, you get up, you do your work. I'm sitting at the computer all day. Um, I'm an avid sports watcher, um, you know, in the in March and April and May. Uh, I would have watched everything from the NBA playoffs to the NHL playoffs, the, the Masters golf tournament. Uh, brickyard auto rate whatever it's sports that's what goes on on Saturday and Sunday so now the TV's off and now the days yeah. are literally just blending together I and mean, you don't know if it's Tuesday if you don't know if it's Saturday because you're all you're doing just doing the same thing over and over and over again and I think yeah. you don't realize how much that that affects you mentally that you need to just to do something so you know I had to change and understand that and we had this discussion at work that You've, you've, you now you have to physically break up your day. I was sitting in my chair mm -hmm. all day. When you're when you go to an office job, you still have the movement um, of you go to the parking garage, you walk to the office, you're in the office, you're walking back and forth, you're going to the break room, you're seeing somebody else, you're walking up and down steps, you're going out to lunch, you're coming back, whatever. Now you're not moving for for twelve hours and you're just sitting in a chair. So I had to like okay, five o'clock. We need to go do something. You got to go walk around the block. You got to you got to just get out and move. And so um, it really it really made you look at your day and how you have to like forcefully get yourself to motivate, or you're just gonna just your sink house. into your yeah. chair. Yeah, just end up just a blob and and you're done. So it it yeah. really kind of it really kind of took a different sort of of mental fortitude to get through it. Um, we have been through some things that are mentally challenging, but we took those on ourselves. Um, we've, if anybody doesn't know, we've run marathons before. That is a goal that you set out there and you go, okay, I've got to run 26 miles. How do I do it? I start with one mile today and you work yourself up and it's a goal that you work towards. Um, yeah. But you're willing, you're, that's something you're willing and wanting to do. The pandemic was not something, I was not willing and wanting to sit in my computer all day. I thought I, I yeah. thought it was going to be great, but it turned yeah, out. You think, oh, yeah, it's so great. Great. yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, you like, tell me I can play games all day and just work and do whatever. No, it just, it, it ends up. And uh, I think the funny thing on the back end is, and, 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 it, and it sounds stupid because people are dealing with a lot of stuff. But uh, to just look at sports in, in America, uh, NFL football is back. College football is back. And that used to be Saturdays and Sundays. And we're two weeks into this thing, and I haven't watched a single game, and I have no desire to. It's amazing. Uh, That's huge for you. Yeah, it's weird. And I think, I think it, you know, as dumb as that is, I think it makes you go back and go, okay, what, what am I spending my time on, and am I really spending quality time? And I think one thing that for me that I'm very fortunate to have done is actually start streaming because through streaming, uh, we found this incredible community of, you know, a lot of different people across the world. And so there's such a value for me now, instead of on a Sunday, okay, I'm going to watch the Steelers game. I'm entertained by football. I like football, but 
more importantly, I would go into the office on Monday morning and I'd be able to talk to my to my coworkers about the game and go around and do whatever. I don't have that now. Um, so I've kind of adjusted and said, you know what? I actually enjoy streaming, not as much for playing the games. I, I like video games. I like to watch games, I like learn how to play and whatever. But it's that it's that camaraderie that you develop yeah, with all these social people. interaction. Yeah, the social sure. interaction that we're missing that now has kind of taken a, a different life. And I think definitely instead of being on a on a nine to five job, you're forced into a group and you're forced to interact. They have they have classes, they have leadership sessions, everything on how you force a type A to work with a type B and you've got to work together through the project. On Twitch, you're not forced for anything. You're choosing what you want. So you're you're choosing to go into a game or you're choosing to stay in somebody's stream. So now you're in this like minded community of people that have the same interests of you. And it's totally there's no um, there's no judgment. Um, there's no uh, I don't know how to say it. There's there's no um, everybody gets along. And I think we've been lucky to really find the community that we're in right now. But I'll tell you, I get more value out of firing up somebody's stream and watching and just interacting with them, see how their day is going, whatever or vice versa than I do watching a, a, a sports game on television. So I think it's kind That's of awesome. made me look at, made me look at, at, you know, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> How are you best spending your time right now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I've, you know, never would have, I actually used to make fun of my kids for being on Twitch being, I'm like, what are you, right. like you're watching somebody play a game. I don't understand. And then here I am watch people play games every day <laughs> yeah yeah but but i but i think it's different and then and this is not this is this is not negative in any way to any of the top streamers that are out there and they they they're making a living doing what they're doing and i think they're great and i think it's awesome i man could you imagine like making a living off of playing video games holy crap that was that was a that was a dream of this five-year-old kid but they're they're doing it and and it's a great job but i don't i don't enjoy it i don't I don't enjoy most of those big streams. I have one medium streamer that I really look up to and super enjoy, um, but he interacts with his chat. And a lot of those big time streamers are really just not interacting. And I get, I get the value of, of interacting with people and, and just, yeah, it's that social interaction that maybe it's a result of the pandemic, you know, in, in some crazy, in some crazy way, way it has, it's been a positive that's brought all of these people together. And you really realize, yeah, cool. oh, somebody's, you know, we've got people in Malaysia, Australia, Germany, we, Canada, across the world, and you kind of understand how it impact them. And it's, I think it's been good. And I think it's been positive for everyone. It's refreshing. So. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to meet people from all over and it to, to kind of take a break from, there's a lot of noise out there right now. If you turn on the news, if you turn on the radio, I have oh, radio with that. I mean, but, I mean, well, you know what we would have been doing tonight if we wouldn't have found this. We'd be sitting there watching the TV, watching protests and talking about whatever. And it's great to just kind of shield off and and enjoy I need so. a little breather from that once in a while. <laughs> I still I still check it out. Well, you still need have a to keep breather. up with what's going on, but it's nice to have a little blocker yeah. out there. Um, yeah. So and, and, you know, one of the things I think that used to be the blocker that may have run out kind of quickly was... Uh, just streaming Netflix or streaming HBO. And uh, so how about that's a much better segue into the, the next, segue. And, next, next and final <laughs> segment. <laughs> and I think I think what happened is pandemic hits. We run to Netflix. We're streaming every show that's out there. We're going back to back to back to back to back. I watched some of the best shows I've ever seen in March and April, but I just I just ran through them. And when May comes, I'm on Reddit trying to find more stuff to watch. So I think 
mm-hmm. that avenue has kind of been exhausted. But but there's still some great stuff out there. So uh, the, one of the segments we want to do tonight, and this will be the final segment, is uh, just kind of a what to watch because we we saw man, I saw one of the craziest documentaries <laughs> that I've ever seen, and the reason why we're bringing it up tonight is because it took place literally in Amy's backyard. So <laughs> um, now I forget it was, it was it's Action Park, Class Action Park, Class Action Park. So. There was there was a theme park located uh, up in New Jersey, um, and I believe this is this is on HBO right now. Um, but it's mm-hmm. a class action park, and I was shocked at the craziness that went on. This Daddy. wasn't a, this wasn't Cedar Point, Kings Island, um, some of the major theme parks across the world. This was literally some jabroni building an alpine slide down a hill. And if you don't know what an alpine slide is, it's a it's a concrete. If you think about a bowling alley gutter, that's what it is, only it's concrete. And then you take this little thing that's like a sled and you sit on it and it has a stick in the middle. And all that stick is is a brake and then they just shove you down the hill. And you know yeah. the brake, the brake doesn't work. So now you're flying and you're watching the documentary. People being yeeted off the side of this alpine slide, into slamming rocks. headfirst into rocks. It was crazy. They had people in a in a giant ball rolled down a hill. They went on on interstate whatever it was, <laughs> Jersey, just going across the interstate. They had a uh, they had um, the the boats, little speed boats that went around in a circle that they never cleaned out the pond. So it was just this gasoline pit with all this vapor. There's snakes in the water and stuff. And people are going there and just going every summer yep. and having the time of their lives. So. Uh, if you haven't seen this thing, class action park, you have to see it. But what did you now you had people who, who worked there, right? Did you did you go to this place? What did, what what's your take I on did. this? <laughs> yeah, I did. I spent a little bit of time there. Um, so it was about I could walk to it from my house and it was right off of Route 23 in uh, uh, sorry, Route 94 in Vernon, McAfee, New Jersey. And it my brother worked there. My sister worked there. Um, every guy I dated in high school worked there. Some of them were on that. <laughs> we, we were like, I'm going, I'm watching. Were there this any going, oh in the God. documentary? <laughs> yeah. There were. There were several. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to say which ones. You guys can figure that one out yourself. So yeah, I was like watching. I was like, oh God. So it all took place in the 80s, um, primarily from like the late, I'm going to say maybe early 80s, late 70s to the early 90s because they had so many lawsuits they eventually had to close down. But um, yeah, spent some time there. I was always horrified by it. The Tarzan swing was terrifying and the, the wave pools was the most dangerous wave pool ever known. And uh, the, the guys I knew that were lifeguards at the wave pool, they were all guys because they were making, I forget how many saves per, like every every time the wave pool went, they'd be like diving in. They had to, they had to what did they say in the thing? They had to paint something one of the areas they had to paint the bottom white because so they could see all the bodies that were the bodies. had dropped to the bottom <laughs> so they could save them yeah and it was crazy so anyway yeah i spent a little time there a little bit but i didn't work there because i was i didn't want any part of that nightmare yeah and it was insane because the whole yeah. place was run it wasn't run by adults it was run by the same kids that went to the park so it was yeah. it was twenty one year old kids. They would show up, and I think Wait you said that they. Um, Who are you? That you said that they paid to get to to get uh, they paid well to get a job there. So now uh, they're working there. They won't even ask if anybody in the park even knows how to swim. They're just sitting them on a lifeguard thing. And the lifeguards, there was a there was a, a water like one of those uh, you're sitting the round raft 
uh, round yeah. raft things and you're going you down like water, this white water thing ride. or whatever. Well, it was never yeah. tested or whatever. And so all these people, like all the rafts are like slamming in each other and people are just people in the bottom of the water and they and, can't get up. Yeah. The lifeguard just sitting there just twirling his, twirling whistle. his whistle, not doing a single thing. <laughs> I'm not even sure these kids were actually certified lifeguards. Some of them, to oh, be honest with them. you. There was a, the, 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 the documentary starts off with the loop. They had a t they had a water slide tunnel that had a loop in it, and they didn't test it. They had they they it, it goes down almost vertical, and you're in this tube. And when you're in the tube, all of a sudden the tube goes through a loop and then yeets you out into the middle of this water. And what they yeah. didn't understand was people were like getting injured at the top of the tube. Like they would slam at the top, and then they'd come down. And they'd come out bloody. And so the original testers, like the guy was there, like giving him a hundred dollars or, Hey, thanks for testing this thing out. looks like we're a go, you know, that's it. They're not, yeah. they, they, want they to said it depends. Like, how do you think the perfect weight person to not either get stuck in the tube or not hit goes too fast that you would hit the top of it. So they had teeth were stuck in it and people were coming out scratched up because that's other true. people's teeth were stuck in the top of it. That's true. That's they had true. scratches on their arms, not from the ride, but from the teeth that were logged into the top of the thing. No. It was absolutely saying and, and you're watching it and, and the crazy thing is is you, you watch it and it's hilarious and it gets up to a point where you're about halfway through and then it kind of takes a serious turn where the guy that got yeeted off the alpine slide he hit the rock he has brain damage and he died and then there was there was the most insane wave pool that you've ever seen anywhere people were many several people died in several that. people died in it and they're just covering and this thing went on for years it was it operated for what 15 20 years before they shut this thing down <laughs> it was yeah. nuts yeah it's crazy anyway it's worth uh checking out if you want to see the insanity in my backyard <laughs> <laughs> literally in your backyard and it yeah. and it was and I think it, it kind of it for us it kind of harkened back and it, it's another it's kind of a good watch to understand that uh, life, life in the eighties was a little bit different than way what life has been in the nineties and forward of there was, there was no Twitch. There was no computer. There was no internet. There was no mobile phone. There was no Netflix. There was no, uh, music you download off the internet. There was no anything. You basically just gathered as kids. You went out in the morning and you went and did your thing and wilding <laughs> wilding, and you're and you're just uh you hopefully you're home at eight or when it, when it got dark when the street light mom said when the street lights come on you're to be home if you're home you get dinner if you're late you're grounded and you don't get dinner so <laughs> i guess i'll be home um but these kids were just they were just leaving in the morning and going to action park and endangering their lives who nobody knew no. <laughs> but it, it was definitely a throwback to a, a, a different time um, and a different yeah, existence sure. and it's like, wow, how did, how did we, how did we survive when we didn't have any internet or phones? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Drink people down. literally weren't on the internet then you, you would just try to call your friends or go to your friend's house and say, Hey, to the phone, with the phone stuck to the wall, the phone you stuck. had to like walk around with a cord. It would like travel around your house. The greatest thing is when they had the cordless phone and you had, so and I, I sold electronics so people would come in and you're like explaining cordless phone technology to them. Like, you know, you, you don't need a wire. You don't need a cord between the handset mm -hmm. and the base. No, no, this, no, no, no. How does this madness work? Well, I, I remember the first remote control for the TV was corded to the TV and it was this huge box with buttons you pushed down. <laughs> it was totally wired to the TV. 
Yeah. So we're old. Yeah. But the great thing yeah. about the great thing about the corded remote, though, is you never lost the remote. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you never lost the remote. I mean, but you would break it because the cord would get all <laughs> frazzled or whatever you call it. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm old like the remote. Old like the remote. <laughs> My dad still calls it a clicker because it clicks. Because <laughs> it you was a clicker. That's what you called it. It was the clicker. Yeah. Yeah, it literally it did. It was not It was not automated yeah. at all. You couldn't, you couldn't talk into it and say anything. It was like click and you hoped it worked. <laughs> yeah. So, so great. Yeah. Uh, class action park. If you have availability to see it a hundred percent recommend it. It is super entertaining documentary. It's the craziest ah, yes. theme park that I, that I've ever seen out there. Um, and, and, and highly recommended. So you if you're looking figure for some, out which guys I dated. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's it. So listen in discord, uh, if you do watch the show, uh, if you tell us, if you give us a timestamp and a description of the person, we'll let you know if Amy actually dated that person in high school, <laughs> she says she's not in the documentary, but I'm currently going through a freeze frame to try to pick her out. <laughs> you might see me in there somewhere. I'll have a banana clip on and really big puffy hair. <laughs> they, the, the other thing they, they had like people just they never checked to see if people could swim or not. So they're just, they're just throwing them into this ice cold water off a Tarzan swing and you know they wouldn't know how to swim. So what do you do? It's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> it's insanity. It's real too. Check All right, it out. good. So uh, so listen during during our normal uh, during our normal podcast, uh, we want to open up the end to question and answer because this is the first one we don't have any question and answer because we haven't done anything but i tell you what if, if you if you like what you're hearing if you like what you're watching tonight we'd encourage you um if you know about it to go to go to my discord uh exclamation mark discord if you're in live chat right now um, you can go there and there is a channel for over the hump we would love to hear your suggestions about content you would like to see if you have questions that you would like to ask us uh, literally any topic that is PG, uh, we'll be happy to discuss and answer for you, you guys on the next episode. PG-13, yeah. PG, yeah, we'll go PG-13. <laughs> I mean, we could reach into R, but, you know, there's some stuff that picking out who she dated is probably the end of the line. We're not going into what kind of dates were they. Do you know anything about the administrative center at Action Park? I mean, <laughs> mum's the word. <laughs> But but that's kind of that's kind of how we'll wrap up each week. But I just want to give you a heads up. Would love to have you there. If you are listening to this, if you are listening to this uh, somewhere outside of Twitch, there is a dog outside of my apartment right now in the hallway, and it is not mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, if if you're not on Twitch, don't have access to the Discord. Uh, you can actually reach us on Twitter uh, at Over the Hump Show, as is the Twitter handle. We'd love that you can pop on there, add us and let us know what you would like to see. Um, we would love to get your feedback and, and incorporate that into future shows. So um, with that, uh, we'll wrap up for this week. Um, this has been entertaining and fun. Uh, love you guys. Yeah, the, we, uh, we, we live stream this for anybody who listens to it. Uh, we do have a, we have a, a, a wonderful Twitch audience uh, who's dealt with our banter now for an hour. <laughs> uh, we're going to go hang out with them for a minute. But we appreciate uh, everyone listening. Uh, hopefully we'll be back soon with another episode. And uh, in the meantime, take care. And we will see all of you again very soon. Thanks for, uh, thanks for checking us out. And thanks for listening to us.